over to you. This <laughs> <laughs> is oh, the worst, worst start in podcast geez. history. This is, yeah, this is rough. <laughs> rough. Strawberries can go fuck themselves. Blueberries can go fuck themselves. Craft dinner? Yep, it can go fuck itself. What about peanut butter? Absolutely 100% suitable for a good go fuck yourself. Yeah, that's just a list of foods I find unacceptable and I feel should be bad. But we're not here to talk about shitty eats. We're here to talk about killer beats. Come on, so heavy, because we're talking queen. Brand new angle, highly commendable. Seaside Park with you. Seaside Park with you. I don't think he'll be very keen. Seaside Park with you. Uh, he's already got one, you see? Me and, uh, me and the missus and I stayed up late last night and carried on a bit, so I'm not, I'm not quite as inspired as I normally am. <laughs> Carried on? You mean you mean you carried on drinking? Hey, eh? just in, late into the Tokyo evening. Very late into the Tokyo evening, actually. Yeah. But you know, we're no worse for the wear now. Everything's awesome. We had uh, so I guess yeah, we're in Tokyo, and uh, super. We had we went out for Vietnamese food, of course, because we're in Tokyo <laughs> uh, for lunch, and it was the just so good. And then we went out for. Turkish food this evening, man. It was not as good, mm. but it was still pretty good. But I do have this one small little story I'd like to tell because it was just caught me by surprise. So in Thailand, we so we flew Thai airs, Thai airs, Thai Airways from Bangkok to uh, Tokyo. Fine, great. And there's monks all over, right? You see monks. There's monks. Hey, look, there's a monk. Sort of no big deal. So. There's one on our, our plane. Like we see him in the waiting lounge. And just go, hey, there's a monk, you know. And then we get on the plane, and he's sitting in front of us. He's like, cool. Oh, there's a monk, you know. So, you know, whatever. Didn't think nothing of it. He's just going to Tokyo, you know. He's got his sandals on, and he's a smart monk, so he's got socks too, because he's cold, right? <laughs> you know. And he also, being a smart monk, he also has a toque, so that's good. So, you know, and he's there, he's kind of sitting, you know, with his hands folded, kind of looking, I do believe pious is the right word. Is that the right word, Jeff? Good word, yeah. I like it. Yeah. So, which doesn't, which doesn't know, so mean covered in pie, obviously. No, no, no. Which is my, my preferred state of events. <laughs> he was pie free at that point. And uh, so everything's great, right? So, you know, I'm thinking, this is awesome. Uh, and all of a sudden, he pulls out like a, a Google Pixel and starts fucking snapping photos and stuff. <laughs> like, are monks allowed to have cell phones now? <laughs> I, I just, you know, I just caught me by surprise. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, if he'd have pulled out a fucking MacBook Pro and started, you know, pumping out some fucking jams or something, I just didn't know monks would carry <laughs> It's, it's the the old culture, the old world butting up against the new world, I suppose. But I don't know. I think if, if you're a monk, if you're going to go to the, the the business of wearing the long robes and, and going mm, quite a lot, I think you should probably stay away from cell phones, don't you? How dare they? I just got, I got to be honest. Like, and, you know, like, who's he? I guess who's he texting? I suppose other monks. <laughs> you know? You're, you're only allowed to like, text hey. with the monks. Yeah. It's like, hey, fuck dudes, I'm on my way to Tokyo, you know? <laughs> What are you doing in Tokyo? I'm going to do some monking, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, and as far as I know, 
monks can't drink. So it's not like he was coming here for a big party or anything. He's probably got some fucking serious fucking monk ass business to deal with. He's got know? some monking to do. <laughs> he got some monking to do. And I'll add one other thing. He's he was a, he was not a big monk. He was a very little monk, a mini monk. <laughs> so is that? Like, I wonder if they if they do you know, hey hey, they call us the monks. People say we monk around. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> oh get the, lord! Get the fucking suit, suit, suit ball haircut. <laughs> yeah, that's time that. I think that was an Australian reporter was trying to tell the Dalai Lama <laughs> the joke, the joke about ordering the pizza. You know, you oh yeah, yeah, one yeah. with everything. <laughs> the Dalai Lama didn't fucking know what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was so funny. Yeah. So the Dalai Lama walks into a pizza shop. Cosa? Shop, Pizza shop. Pizza? Pizza shop, yes. Yeah, pizza. Pizza shop. And says, can you make me one with everything? Hmm. What's that? That's what? Oh, yes. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> can you make me one oh. with everything? Oh, my God. Oh, theoretically possible. <laughs> oh. oh, I knew that wouldn't work. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of sort of, but there's a lot of, you need context for that. And if you don't order pizza very often, then you wouldn't have a fucking clue what he was talking about. Maybe one with everything. What? <laughs> what? Okay. I'll make you one with everything on it. Okay. Oh, that's rich, man. That's fucking, that's a rich fucking stir fry. Those kooky, those kooky monks. What's, he, what, what's Mr. Woods drinking in that little that little glass there? It looks quite uh, quite civilized, which is unusual for you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Very civilized. Uh, they call it Pepsi Max here, which is uh, oh. what they call diet diet Pepsi. Because I try not to drink the sugar cap. I get enough in uh, in the beer beverages. Mm. Did you see? Did you see that post? That picture I posted of the tiniest beer known to man. Sapporo. What's the point? And it's not just Sapporo. <laughs> they have every brand. Yeah. Like, seriously, like you'd have to you'd have to drink thirty-seven of them to get a buzz. Well, you know, maybe the, maybe the maybe the Japanese have just got more control, more self-control. Maybe they just like having the little bit of the, the flavor, and then that maybe that's enough for them. Randy, have you ever considered that? Well, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't blame you. Absolute fucking waste of everyone's time. Well, yeah. Plus, I mean, you know, I mean, that, well, that particular can of support. Uh, it's, it's okay. Like craft beer. I mean, it, you can, it's, you can seek it out, mm-hmm. uh, but it's nothing like it is in Canada or, it, you know, anytime I've traveled to England or, or anywhere else, like, you know, yeah. it's everywhere. Uh, it has not hit here, not in that regard anyhow. So, you know, maybe it's time for Kev to immigrate here and open up Brown's Bitchin' Brews. There you go. Even got That's you the title. Bitchin' Brews, yeah. I like the taste. I like the taste. I like the sound of that. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, there is one, very small, but there is a, there's one, I mean, that does mean me moving to Japan, which eh, I'm, I'm not massively keen on, mate, if I'm honest. Don't you think, you don't think it's going to happen, hey? I, I, well, I would say with some certainty, like 100% yeah. certainty, you know? Oh, okay. So yeah, so there's a bit of a snag there. There is a bit of a snag. Listen, yeah. on the Discord server, 
this week. People were people were keen for us to talk about um this avian situation that was happening in uh, Las Vegas at the weekend, the superb owl. Sports go sports. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm assuming that you didn't really hear about this over in the land of the rising sun. We're the, talking the, about the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl. Yeah, and, uh, yes. when the, the very famous uh, boyfriend of Taylor Swift was playing for the Kansas City Swifts, as I now like to think of them, against those those Ooh. pesky 49ers from San Francisco. You know what, Randy? The Chiefs. Ooh. It was it was tough and it was tight, but they triumphed in the end. Yes, yes, and I couldn't fucking care less. <laughs> I will. I will, and it was it was all it was over the news here too because the only English channel we have in this hotel is CNN. So, oh yeah, yeah. But I'll say this: what's up with all the dudes and their problem with Taylor Swift? Oh, what's, like, 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 just leave her alone. She's just fucking jet setting around the world, being a famous pop star. Like, fucking get over it. She's just trying to Swift over here. Like, leave her alone. <laughs> She's just fucking Swifting around, man. You know? Yeah. It is strange, isn't it? Because I mean, I, you know, I don't re- ever really remember that sort of level of backlash about Madonna or about yeah. you know Beyonce or I don't you know what I mean, like any of those sort of big major female artists. She gets way more stick than any of those ladies ever did for fucking whatever reason. I mean, I, I just don't. Yeah, I don't get it. Um, but you know, I think I think if, if anything, she's brought some interest to a, you know what I consider to be a quite a ridiculous game. So I guess <laughs> probably the NFL's happier than fucking hell that she's Oh there. god yeah. And so like you know it's like any any coverage I've seen it's nothing about it's for Taylor Swift and nothing like the football's like a Yeah. You know what I mean? The football's like a fucking side fucking event, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But uh well there's they're around about 300, 300 million um in sort of new revenue she brought in at least is what they sort of estimate, wow. which is it's not fucking trivial, right? I mean, yeah, well, I know. But... I know Trump. Trump has his big white fucking undies and a nod over. Her. <laughs> <laughs> He's just scared shitless that she, she's going to endorse Biden. <laughs> well, did you did you hear about all this? That there is. A, I was talking to my friend John Paulson about on the my other my other podcast doing the, an album rap this week and or last week, and he said that there's a there's a conspiracy here in the states that Taylor Swift uh, with the Super Bowl is a psyop. Um, to try yeah, to, they yeah. threw the Super Bowl for the Chiefs to get Biden elected. I'm not sure how that fucking works, to be honest with you, but yeah, it made me laugh. No end. <laughs> that is pretty excellent. You got to admit, you got to you see, listen. If there's anything you got to say, and of course, you know, I know nothing of American politics beyond what I hear, read, and I'm inundated with. But you got to admit, the, the Republicans are very creative <laughs> with their. You know what I mean? Like that's like that's a fucking stretch, and they. They can connect those dots, right? However yeah. they're doing it. Good for them. She, has, she hasn't got time for that. Hey, Taylor, can you start dating this football player for a protracted period and make sure that his team ends up at the Super Bowl because our eventual goal... It, like, what, she's not got time for that. She's busy. Yeah. <laughs> busy playing music in Tokyo. She was just in, in Japan there. Like, you know, this whatever. It really was, yeah. Yeah. I do believe Brian, Mr. Brian May was in here doing something too recently. Oh, cool. Was he? Yeah, I do believe he was. I should have fucking timed your trip, so you could have gone and uh, cheered on old Bry, and you know where you know t- shout, shout shout the podcast name of the podcast over and over in his face. Well, I mean, you know, I, who says I didn't? Was that was that Queen and Adam Lambert then? Were they 
Excuse me, let me see here. I mean, I really should be up to date on all the Queen news because that's you know I, I should probably bring that to you on the on on the pod, but yeah, whatever. Yeah, Queen. Oh yeah, Adam Lambert, Japan, twenty twenty four. Yeah, yeah, they're they're just just here. They're playing. I mean, probably for you as it stands, probably right now at the Tokyo Dome, and they're also playing yeah. tomorrow at the Tokyo Dome. Mm-hmm. Well, let's have a look, Randy. Let's see how much you can you can get tickets to go for. Let's have a look. Oh, bloody hell. It's all in Japanese. <laughs> that probably shouldn't surprise me, but... <laughs> yeah, but... This guy's here so What the fuck? This website's in Japanese? Oh, not Ticketmaster, though. That's kind of interesting. They've managed to get out of the... It's called... The ticket place is called Creative Man. Ah. Yeah, it's, not like, it's not like me click anything, but I can't... It's not like me click anything. It's giving me a message, but I, I can't read the message because the message is in Japanese, so... No, I'll have to leave that. No. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no biggie. Well, again, one other thing, and then we can quit talking about my, my stupid travels, but I also learned people much smarter than me, who is everybody that's listening, probably knew this already, at the time people use a whole different numbering system for the years. What do they do? How do they, what? what? I didn't, I, so <laughs> according to the Thai people, it's 2566 or something right now. <laughs> Are you serious? I'm totally serious. That's going to play havoc so, with your banking. <laughs> well, it, well, it fucks you up because all <laughs> I've seen what is this number behind all these dates? And it's like, <laughs> so, yeah, that's anyhow, wild. I had to come a long way to, to figure that out. <laughs> Odd. Odd. So what about this Queen band we often talk about? Yeah, we should probably Where? yak about them a little bit, shouldn't we, really? Maybe. And we were able to record last week with you in Thailand, the aforementioned Thailand, and you were, you know, approximately 500 years in the future, which was wild. That was a trip. It was, yeah. <laughs> um, future Randy. Future Randy from Tokyo. There's a fucking song for you. Yeah. Yeah. But we did put the poll up um, for Scandal, which we weren't, weren't enamored of, and I was a little bit surprised that I wasn't, you know, I'm, I was a little bit surprised that I downvoted, but no, I'm pretty pretty confident and pretty happy with, with doing that. But we were in a, in a slight minority. So hmm. what was the poll result, Randy? And then I'll tell you how we voted. Sure, sure. That sounds reasonable, Kev. Uh, so we uh, the poll says champion at fifty eight point four, biting the dust at forty one point six. Yeah, higher than I thought. Seems to me it is higher than I thought. It seems to me that did I did I go fifty fifty or something like that? Or you went forty sixty. Oh, ooh, boy. Yeah. So I was off ba- backwards. Inverted. Yeah. Now I went fifty fifty after that because I actually thought. I think I said on the pod that I thought it would be a marginal champ. I didn't think it would be sort of 58, but I thought it might be a marginal champ. But I was, again, wouldn't have been surprised if 5% either either side of 50. So, mm-hmm. and Facebook, we had uh, 65% champ to 34, what is that, or 34.8. So total overall was 59.8. So again, we're, we're, it, was, it was a champion for the majority, but not an overwhelming one. Uh, Matt Greenham on Twitter says, I came here to champion it, but you guys made a good argument for it being dust. I listened a few more times and I can confirm I was right. Champion, the mood, the riff, the vocal, the production. Yeah, I know. And then he says, ever thought that you guys were influenced by the video? And I definitely wasn't. I was, you know, I mean, we were watching the video and the video was also pretty lackluster, but the song mm-hmm. underneath it just, just wasn't, you know, it wasn't for me. Yeah. Yeah. Paul Walbyoff says, vote a champion. Very worthy of a champion because of the subject matter, sort of predicting the sounding where he was and would be getting through his illness. 
in more recent times, Rogers' Dear Mr. Murdoch is a bit of a follow-on from Scandal. And I'm not familiar with that, so uh, it means nothing to me. It's, it's, I'm really looking forward to spinning that one on the other wheel. Um, let me, I'll just yeah. read you one. One, I mean, I posted one lyric there, and I'll read you what's around that. So, Dear Mr. Murdoch, you play hard to see, but with your bare-ass cheek, you should be on page three. And dear Mr. Murdoch, you're really the pits. Bad news is good business. You're the king of the tits. Oh, uh, Rupert. <laughs> You're talking about Rupert, right? Rupert Murdoch. I mean, uh, you know, you know we, we talked about one absolute human garbage human being, Piers Morgan, last week, and Murdoch is at least as bad, if not worse. So fuck that guy. Yeah. Hard into the ground. Um, But Roger, isn't, I mean... Uh, isn't, isn't Succession kind of based around... Uh... Based loosely on him? Don't know. Never seen it. So like, I couldn't really comment on that. Ooh, it ought to be a crime. He ain't no friend of mine. Fuck that guy. Uh, Pank says, given the target of the lyrics, imagine the venom and bite this song could have had. It's all within itself and goes nowhere. Dust. And that's a good point, though. I don't think we really did talk very much about that. For a song you know, about scandal, it's just not very, not very bitey. It's not going to need to. Yeah, yeah. Pretty scandalous. Uh, Nikki Midwife says, uh, I actually like it. Really. Even the video. Uh, I'm clearly some sort of easily swayed Stepford wife type of a fan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, champion. Thomas Brunker. Love it. A champion. No arguing with that solo either. Oh, yeah. And he's, uh, and he's playing a couple, uh, couple of sweet riffs there, too. Nice. Nice work, Tom. There we go. Guy can play. There you are. Nice. Uh, PJ says, I wasn't sure with this one. It's one of the better songs from the Miracle, in brackets, as much of an achievement as that isn't. Uh, but from the whole discography? Nah. Eat the synthetic dust. Synth dust. Ooh. That's, that's dustier than normal dust. Dustier than analog mm. dust. <laughs> very, very toxic. That synthetic uh, dust. <laughs> and Tom Bojay says, I'll dust the song. Barely. Needs to be about one minute shorter and should have some better highs and lows for contrast. It plods on. What I'm really pissed off about is that I have the hoodala hoodala stuck in my brain. Thanks, guys. Hey, coming very soon. Hoodala hoodala t-shirts on our store. <laughs> Black Pie says, had 10 minutes to spare, so made this. Not only one of the better and more coherent songs of the miracle, but I also like to think the lyrics were written about how Freddie was being treated by the press too. I do like this. Seaside Weekly National Scandal. Outrage. Cardinal votes Queen Press intrusion statements. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I love it. That's pretty awesome. I should retweet that. Stevie Mercury at Queen Rocks. Queen and David Richards were so preoccupied uh, with whether or not they could add more synths, book order, reverb, and 80s, they didn't stop to think if they should dust <laughs> and he's got the the brilliant gif of uh oh this the jeff goldblum our scientists have done things which nobody's ever done before yeah yeah but your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could they didn't stop to think if they should great line <laughs> it's brilliant ruddy rutherford says it lacks bite it should have teeth like death on two legs and chew the papers editor a new 
are sold. Uh, instead, it comes across as a whiny complaint. It's so toothless that it can't even bite the dust. The dust bites it. <laughs> the, gu- the gummy bugger that is. <laughs> and that's the scandal. <laughs> Brilliant. It's a good tweet. Tweets about tweeting. Yeah, fair. Fair play. Fair play, Rudy. Hi, I think you've hit the nail pretty much squarely, squarely on that. Um, Lynn Davidson says, I dusted it, but haven't felt energetic enough to explain why. This sums it up well. So PJ was talking about uh, the song earlier. We read the tweet out. So Lynn is in agreement. Andy Hall says, not enough fangs considering the subject. If Queen's relationship with tabloid types, catty critics, and pissy provocateurs was as contentious as they led us to believe all those years, this should have had more bites, a la Death on Two Legs. Uh, Toothless Freddy, is this the real life? Dust. A lot of a lot of comparisons to Death on Two Legs, and you know, Flicky the Wrist will be another one you can sort of point to as being a song directed at someone that really takes aim, and this one doesn't. Doug Curran, Doug Seabus, scandal involves serious personal subject matter that begs for a completely different approach. I can almost hear a decent three-minute song that's hidden deep inside of there, but it got twisted and broken by the weight of late 80s overproduction. Dust. Mm-hmm. And Dieter, Mike Million Days, Queen's scandal is boring AF. And you know, Kev, <laughs> that's code for as fuck. Mm. Dust. The following gif from the video is more interesting than the actual song <laughs> <laughs> oh nice and it's, work, I mean, Peter. it's awesome too because i i well yeah it's definitely been slowed down right because you can see roger hitting his snare at half time so that's <laughs> it's a bit cheaty cheaty when you're doing that peeps but i love it uh robert century says my first dust annoying predictable refrain that sounds like an 80s nightmare and queen rocks australia you tempted me to flip but i'm sticking with champ I wasn't a big fan back in the day, but it's grown on me over the decades. A tasty slice of mature AOR. And is that, I think that's adult-oriented rock? Is that, I think, what that sounds yeah. like? Yeah, it is. Um, with quite a bit of detail in the arrangement in what appears to be straightforward song on the surface. A1, vocal from Fred. Yeah, the vocal's good. No one's arguing that. Yeah. David Wilson. I'm getting a bit fed up of liking bits of songs rather than the thing as a whole. And Scandal is the case of point. Nice vocal. Nice bit of Brian noodling, but nothing else. It's boring and plodding. In the 70s, they would have worked so much harder to make a good idea into a classic. And yeah, you know, who knows? Maybe maybe they did get lazy, right? Yeah. Uh, Alex Small talked about this before, but today's headlines, tomorrow's hard times. Thus, to Deeper and Deeper. It's one of Fred's best vocals. Up there with the show must go on heights. And wisely used in the Days of Our Lives documentary with Brian talking about Freddie's final months. Champ. Thanks, yeah, Alex. fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Darren Hellowell says, uh, Champion, one of the better songs from the album. And I said that to you on, on the record, that it is one of the better songs on the album. And that probably says a bit more about the album than it is about the song. Um, Rob Maher says, one of the few moments of light on the miracle and the middle part of Brian's unintentional Freddie trilogy. Who wants to live forever? Scandal. The show must go on champion rob hatton says i've got a soft spot for this one so i can't agree with you guys today it's not anywhere near the top of my list but it's one of the better tracks off the miracle and of course that's not saying much but there we have it i like it enough and then in brackets he says another ringing endorsement so yeah uh steve versal says it's okay but no real spark to the song dust but on a more positive note 
bonus potting points to Kevin Brown for use of a C word in relation <laughs> to Pierce Morgan. <laughs> Let's go, heroes of the year, Lorraine. I think, stay with me on this one. Piers Morgan. Go fuck oh. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> stay with me. Stay with me. I understand. I appreciate the sentiment. You know, no, it's fine. You, you, no, it's fine. Stop being a villain for two seconds, and now, now you're a hero. Well, <laughs> you watch Superman or something, and all the way through Lex Luthor's killing everyone, and at one point he's nice to an old lady, and everyone goes, "Well then, let's screw you, Superman." <laughs> <laughs> You're the okay. wow, he's such a good guy. <laughs> I'll tell you what, nothing sums up 2020 more than the nation's sweetheart being told at the end of it to go fuck yourself. <laughs> Richard Hearn, breaking news. <laughs> this song is astonishingly <laughs> dull. <laughs> it also features in Queen's worst ever sequence, uh, the middle three songs on side two of the miracle, and what I call stuck in a lift trilogy, dustier than a 35-year-old newspaper. That's pretty dusty. I do like the uh, the headline cut out of the newspaper. That is. <laughs> That's quite nice. A good touch. Yeah, very stuck much. In a lift, stuck in a lift trilogy. Uh, Paula H. Patchkit says, I always hated that synth and guitar riff sound. So jarring. Dust. And that's that's the basically the one bit of the song that I actually quite like, but but I can see why, you know, people wouldn't like it. Um Owen Ling says it's a distillation of May's inner turmoil and arguably anticipated the Back to the Lights album. It's a towering effort from the band's more sensitive member, Champion. You know what? If you're going to champion things or dust things, I, I do like it when people are articulate. Yeah. Lisa Malloy says, boring as fuck. Dust and Jim C, of course, at Curtis Sparkle says, flush it along with the parents' album. Sounds busy, but goes nowhere, and it's boring as fuckery. <laughs> Alice's dad, Barry John Williams, says, like Mr. Kevin, I knew exactly how I was going to vote uh, for this. Unlike Mr. Kevin, though, I haven't changed my mind. This song is a complete and total pile of champion. Is it Queen at their best? Nah, but I still like it. And to me, that's the most important thing. So, hey, Kev, I just uh, did a little bit of uh, fact-checking ourselves here, and AOR is album-oriented rock. Oh, uh, album. I was wrong. Yeah, so, hey, you know, there you go. I was wrong first. We're all yeah. wrong together. Boom, boom. <laughs> you were wrong, and then and then I would, I doubled down on your wrongness. You, you, and, uh, you compounded the wrongness on the pod. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, Ian Winnick, can't believe you guys dusted this and championed last week's paltry F-Ford. Yeah, see what he's done there. Uh, personally, yeah. I'd put Scandal on a playlist of the best post-game Queen songs. And despite what Kev says, there's plenty I prefer this to. Sleeping on the Sidewalk, Who Needs You, Sweet Lady, Jesus, and Loser in the End. And uh, that's, we're going to have to talk about that at some point, Ian, because, well, we will talk about that because we've only done, we've done Jesus. We haven't done the, uh, yeah, we haven't done the other side. I don't think, I don't think we've done Loser in the End, did we? No, I don't think we did. We did Jesus. I have absolutely no yeah. recollection of that. You don't remember going down to see the Lord Jesus? Oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> that's kind of familiar enough. <laughs> <laughs> Dominic Pierce, always loved Scandal for unknown reasons. Collecting singles off the Miracle was great fun. Who would have thought that an etched vinyl would be so cool? By the way, when you do a Miracle song, compared to the alternative version on the Collector's Edition, they're normally always better. Champ. Yeah, Dominic likes it. Yeah, and that's something we... I, I just totally forgot to do it last week. So, you know, when we do the Miracle, we will try to do that as often as we can. But even so, I just... I still just don't... It's like you sometimes. I just don't... The song's just not that strong as a whole. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Leighton Brown. <laughs> so, at top Leighton. 
I think this has been my hardest choice so far, and I have flip-flopped so many times. Eventually, I've landed on Champion. Some of Freddy's vocals are so powerful at a time when he was so very weak, and there is just something there that grabs me about it. Top cooks, top He's got the look. That's the thing, right? I mean, is it top 50% of the catalogue? That's one way to think about it. There's all different ways of saying whether it's champion or dust. But at the end of the day, if you like the song, I can champion it. I mean, that's, I think that really that's what it comes down to, right? Exactly. Blair98. There are some good bits in the song, but too much of it sounds like fingernails on a blackboard to me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Aaron P. Prime Jive Funster Champion. Brian's guitar work on this whole album is some of his finest. Scandal is one of the better songs on the album. I would have liked it to be mixed a little better and could be a little bit shorter. I like the video with Freddie running around before his illness would limit him. Yeah, all, all fair points. Uh, and Daniel Slett says, just uh, considering the album, then it's a champion. But in the context of the overall Queen canon, it can only bite the dust. Well, there you mm-hmm. go. Aaron Mullen. Maybe against the grain, but this is a champ. The glory of Queen is that they have frequent bombast coupled with multifarious other musical styles. Scandal brings in a world-weary, melancholic vibe with a catchy guitar synth motif, melodic bry solo, and soaring Freddy vocals. Love it. Good $50 word there, multifarious. That's nice. That's nice. Which is not, as I used to think, a Disney villain, you know. <laughs> uh, Mike Levins. <laughs> Michael Evans, champion for me. I love Freddie's vocals on this. And Abby says, sum this one up with an attempt was made. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Um, that, was Mark Hammond. that was a follow-up single. <laughs> attempt was made. <laughs> Mark Hammond says, thought you guys might be interested in this alternate mix of the song. For me, it elevates the song into champion territory. Um, you know, and we'll finish off the tweet, tweets here, and then I'll maybe we'll just throw this up for a, a minute, and we'll, we'll see what it sounds like. Uh, Brian Crozier finishes us off on Twitter by saying it's a fucking scandal, right enough, as is ninety five percent of the miracle, more dust than a nineteen eighties school woodwork class. To the fucking sea with it. <laughs> Are we clear? <laughs> Fair enough, Brian. Let's let's just give this a, a wee little bit of a, a scoosh here. to give that a really good listen through because it's so i mean yeah the bass is a wee bit louder for sure and i can hear it more in the right channel but otherwise it sounds pretty close so mm-hmm. we'll give that a listen mm-hmm. yeah um over on facebook though jeremy walpole says don't know why but this song always irritated me i know it has its good points but i certainly wouldn't play it to anyone to convince them that queen are the dog's bollocks so dust it is and that's a good barometer too right is whether you would play it for a non-queen fan and say hey this is this band i love and yeah yeah, I wouldn't play this one either. Yeah, that's uh, right. Sean McGinnessy um, from the Sean Geek and Fast Fret podcast says, your episode was better than the song again. Thanks, Sean. Um, although I didn't think this song was bad, only I didn't think this song was good. 
I would never add it to a mix, but I would never turn it off if it came on. Slight champion on this one. Freddie really was the soul saving grace of this song. I hate Winnipeg. Yeah, fair enough. Like I said, I, I don't skip it either. I, 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 I don't mind the song. I just I can't in good conscience champion it. So, yeah. yeah. Paul Roberts, the lyrics are commendable, but the music and production are soulless. Yeah. Uh, and Richard Scott, I can't explain why or argue the point, but for some reason, I love Scandal. Have done for years. I wouldn't share it with someone as a great lesser heard Queen song, as I know in my heart of hearts that it's not their best, but for some reason, I still love it. Freddie's vocal is really strong, the guitar work is great, and there are even some nice little bass runs if you listen for them. Ironically, it wasn't when I first heard it on The Miracle that I grew to love it either. It was later on when I saw the admittedly god-awful uh, <laughs> video on Greatest Taste Volume 2. Even that video didn't put me off. Maybe as its placement on that was a nice break from most of the other tracks that I'd already heard to death. I don't know. Video-wise, I was surprised that you didn't mention the confetti incident during the car solo. Who would have thought that was a good idea with Brian's hair? <laughs> And I, I didn't know. I didn't notice that. What was that? Yeah, what did, did we, did we miss There must be a, I was going to say a spaghetti cannon, then a confetti cannon. I, you know what, though? I much prefer the idea of a spaghetti cannon. Now, that's what I want to see. <laughs> Covered in fucking meatballs. <laughs> Alan Doodney says, just about a champion for me, as it's the one I've always quite liked off The Miracle. But for a song that's supposed to be expressing anger at the scum papers, you would have expected a bit more venom lyrically and also musically more heavy. Death on Two Legs, it ain't. Great episode, apart from no song of yours at the end. So uh, I've been, I included a, I remember not last week, the week before, I included one of your tracks at the end of the episode. So I think I'll, oh. I'll, have, to put, I'll have to put something on the end of the episode again for Alan. Nice. Michael J. Smith, it's a duster. No issue with it as such. Just doesn't push my musical buttons. P.S. Joy, uh, enjoyed the little wish you were here insert. Had a good giggle at that. And Serena Shemeka, uh, I think this is one of the stronger tracks on the Miracle album. I've always liked it, so it's champion for me. And that was the so the Wish You Were Here reference. There is um, there's an old travel show called the Wish You Were British Travel Show called Wish You Were Here, and I wondered if anyone mm -hmm. would catch it, if anyone would clock there because I put the music in and just did a little silly um, AI voice to talking about your travels, you know. So because we were talking about Randy's travels quite a lot. Uh, James Lawrence, not a skipper, but not quite in the top fifty percent for me. Fully understand Brian's motivation for writing it, though. Always like the Today the Headlines, Tomorrow Hard Times bit. A song that means more to the writer than the audience, possibly. Yeah, and I, I think that's definitely true. And I do like that sort of like, kind of like a little bridge section, Tomorrow the Headlines, Tomorrow Hard Times. It's, it's, it's okay. It just doesn't elevate the whole song. <laughs> Russell Watkins, it's a champion for me. I think it's okay, but an unusually dark theme for a single. Which is a decent point, yeah. Mary Cam. I love Freddie's voice on this, so I have to throw the kids up. Agree, the video isn't one of their strongest. And Donnie Hall, I like the song, but had to dust it. Falls just below the 50% on my list. And that's how we're doing it, so yeah. Brian Delaney, very surprised at downvoting of this song on the episode. I've always liked it. Freddie sounds great. Great guitar work. Works for me. Campaign, he says. Yeah, it's fair enough. I mean, we're not always gonna we're not always gonna agree. You know, as Randy once sang, "Why can't we get along well?" Because we just sometimes disagree. That's just the way life is. <laughs> and we also, I was looking at that too. We're not often, we're not that often 
you know, it, un, unless one of us upvotes and one of us downvotes, it's fairly rare that we're out of step with uh, with our listeners. It's only been again, I think, three or four times where we've voted up and they voted down, or more like it's more usually when we vote down and they vote up. So you know, right, right. Uh, Craig Gannon says this album gets a lot of stick, or the album gets a lot of stick, but I think it's a bit of a cracker. Freddie's vocals can't be ignored. The collector's edition version show what could have been done, and although we were given something that could have been better, it's a good old champ for me. Yeah, we're gonna have to we have to get that a listen. Um, Nick Croft's very rare dust for me. I've only ever dusted a couple of turds so far. And then in brackets, Delilah, anyone? Uh, as I like most of the Queen catalogue and would buy a record of them singing nursery rhymes. But for some reason, I've never liked this track. Too long, boring, and monotonous. Skip for me. Uh, Patrick McCarthy says, it's an earworm. The riff is like a saucy headline. The lyrics are good for Queen and fuck those cunting tabloids to hell. Colon champ. And then a little while later, he said, apologies for the profanity. I was just remembering in particular the Red Top's nastiness, even when Fred had just died. And they were just, yeah, they were merciless and awful and sickening and, you know. Sorry, what's the, what's, what's the, what's, what's the Red Tops? I don't know what that is. Red Tops. So basically, like, all the, the tabloid, the scummy tabloid mag- uh, papers in England, the title would always be in, in sort of red block. It would be white on a red. So oh. the daily, you know, the, the mirror and the sun. Just, right. So they call them the Red Tops, yeah. Right, right. Gotcha. Gotcha. So we've got still, we've still got almost 100 songs left on the wheel here, Randy. Um, a lot of stuff to choose from. Is there anything, you know, that you were thinking in Tokyo mm-hmm. that you might like to listen to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, so because I'm in Tokyo, it's going to be different than if I was anywhere else, isn't it? <laughs> well, it could be. Yeah, it could be, you know. Okay, uh, calling all girls hot space. <laughs> I don't have any idea <laughs> song or not. I just see it there. You just see it there. Well, you know, as you are in Japan, I was going to manifest Tio Toriate, which is Queen's mm-hmm. song that they kind of wrote for their, or a little bit of it is an homage to their Japanese audience. But I manifest something different. I'm going to talk about what our, um, what our friends over on our Discord server manifested first so let me give me a second mm. here and i will say um a big thanks to ruddy uh ruddy rutherford for digesting this one and getting getting all the manifestations into one place which i'm pretty sure is the case so uh ruddy and ian say they want you take my breath away mm-hmm. uh, paz it's late barry friends will be friends or dead on time and that was what i'd also manifested uh was dead on time from jazz chrissy leaving home ain't easy nikki fun it matt greenham dreamers ball uh, and Michael uh, wanted Millionaire Waltz. So there we go. Michael, Michael J. Smith wanted Millionaire Waltz. So we've got, you know, a, a good sort of broad swath of requests. And, but most of them are the 70s. So people, I think people want to go back to the 70s. I do too. Yeah. So let's see. Okay, we're probably going to get, you know, this wheel just doesn't like us, Randy. It's, it's going to give us something from Made in Heaven, is my, is my guess. Ooh, no, it is not. Well, there we go. We are going back to the 70s. We're going back to a song that when I saw Randy's face, I'm guessing that you don't know. What are we listening to this week, Randy? We're getting Get Down, Make Love from News of the World. And am I correct? Are you are you fairly sure that you don't know this song? I I don't think I do. I'd be awful surprised. Uh, I don't. Uh, it doesn't ring any bells for me. So, yeah. No bells are ringing. No oh, bells are ringing. Well, then we really are going to have to go away and do our uh, 
What's that thing you do when you don't know anything? We're fucking, we're fucking research man. <laughs> What's that thing called when you don't know anything about a subject? So what you do is you go to Google and learn a very fucking tiny amount about it and then pretend to be an expert. Yeah. Oh, that's research. Yeah. That's correct. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. But that's basically what we're doing here. So. <laughs> the Geek and the Fret Chat Weekly on a variety of topics. Go by Indie and su- and support the artists and bands that work so hard for your support. Look for Sean Geek and Fast Fret Podcasts in your favorite player or go to our homepage at seanmcginnity.ca. That's S-E-A-N-M-C-G-I-N-I-T-Y dot C-A. Okay, so Get Down, Make Love, written by Mr. Mercury at 3 minutes and 51 seconds. And we got all our normal guys doing all our normal things, recorded in uh, Wessex Studios, London, August uh, 77, and Sarm East Studios, London, 77, for mixing. Mike Stone and Queen producing. So uh, looks like this is kind of when Freddie stepped out of his shell and uh, was, as as he said, slutting himself out when he went to the States to play. And uh, at one point, uh, which I thought was Quite hilarious. Someone asked him. He said that he's he's a daffodil, darling, which I think is uh, yeah, he's a daffodil. Yeah, I like that. I just you know own it, man. Uh, and Brian does some cool stuff too, apparently with uh, a harmonizer, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. I don't know the song, so I'm quite interested to hear it. Yeah, and when you get to that section, I mean, it really does sound like a synth. And of course, that was Queen's shtick, one of their, their sticks up till sort of, you know, the game where, you know, they would always, every album said no synthesizers were used. And people marveled that Brian was able to get these these crazy wild sounds out of his guitar, right? And it's just yeah, running it yeah. through loads of effects and just being Brian May, just being a genius. Yeah. And um, that's, yeah, exactly. He was doing that before anybody else was doing that. I, I remember even seeing the the uh, the albums too, and it would say no synthesizers. And we we're like, yes. Yeah. Man. <laughs> And then eventually, it's like, hey man, synths are pretty cool. Uh, that's pretty cool, and they use the they use the they use synths a lot as it went forward. I mean, I remember you know this song because it is it's a very hypersexual song. So of course, mm-hmm. as a you know as a, as a young fella, it's very very naughty and very sort of you know quite get a, get a bit of a kick out of it when you're when you're young, you know. Um, yeah, and you will note um, that it does sound the middle section, or what they call the erotic interlude, rather than the bridge, does sound. It's quite a bit like a different song, a big big rock song from uh, you know an influence of Queens. So, mm-hmm. all right, well, do you want to listen to a bit of uh, "Get Down, Make Love," Randy? Well, I think you know, Kevin. Thanks, since we're here, we might as well. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it's I don't not subtle. I don't understand. I don't understand. What does he mean? <laughs> <laughs> I 
I mean, one uh, thing though that always strikes me about this when I listen to it is just how fucking good News of the World sounds sonically. Like yeah. you can just hear every single. I mean, there's obviously there's a lot of space in this song because they're not playing a whole hell of a lot, but you can like Roger's hats. It just sounds like you're stood like fucking two feet from him, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Super cool. I suck your mind. You blow my head. Make love inside your bed. Everybody get down. Make love. So just before we sort of get into the what really sort of constitutes, I don't know if it's the verse of the chorus. Then the, the structure of this one's a little bit ambiguous. This probably is the verse, really. Let me get into the chorus yeah. here because there's the build, but um, quite unusual. It, it sounds unusual for a Queen song, right? It's quite low slung. It's not a big rocker. It's not one of Freddie's flights of fancy on the piano. It's got it's got its own thing, and it really sort of exists within the Queen catalog for me, always anyway, as being very unique and just completely doesn't sound like anything they ever did before anything they tried before well i mean i won't, haven't heard too much of it yet but just mm-hmm. to me it just sounds like a straight up rock and roll tune right so <laughs> just love that just love the space in that first section and you know yeah. john's deaky's fucking bass sounds great and the piano is really good and but well, we'll get into the chorus here and let you have a see what you think of this bit So I was, just quickly, I'll, I'm, I'm, Corey Morissette, if you listen to this, I apologize, but I'm listening to Metallica for the second season of Ultimate Cadillac Cross right now. And man, Metallica really like packing in as much as they can and sort of filling all the space in a song and not really giving it all that much room to breathe, which I understand is like, that's the heavy metal trope is you, it's this sort of dense wall of sound, but there's a big hang there before they come back into this verse where you could, there could be a lick, there could be anything in there, but it's like, no, fuck it, we'll just leave that, let it. Like that sort of that note decay on the piano and then just come back in. I think that's there's a confidence to that, I think, that it's like, no, this is the way the song needs to be arranged that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. They're not they're not afraid to leave a little bit of, like you say, a little bit of space. And then Rod's what sounds like a little little rotom feel coming back in here. So that's yeah. Cool. Well, I was reading too that he like during the different tours he would play um in live versions on the News of the World tour, he'd use uh timbales for sort of those sections, but then they went back to uh, the Remo Rototoms on the Jazz Tour, the Crazy Tour, the Game and Hot Space Tours, which the song was pretty much a live staple um, up until, I think, the Hot Space. And I think they used on Hot Space, I think they kind of led into Brian's solo. or They kind of abbreviated, I think, just did the first verse or something, and then went into a solo on him. I don't know if I'm remembering that right, but the version of this one on Live Killers, I just love it. I Shake me. 
can make everybody get down, make love. Get down, make love. I love too that like all everyone in the band is filling. So sometimes it's the guitar that's putting a little lick in. Sometimes it's Deaky's doing just a, a little noodle on the bass. You got Rog obviously in there, and then piano, the piano, Freddie on the piano. Sometimes, so that sort of that interplay between all four instruments is again one of the things that makes this song for me just super, super interesting. It never gets boring, right? They're not doing the same thing over and over. Yeah, well, they're listening to each other play, and and I'm assuming uh, probably well rehearsed, and and then they're all good musicians, so they can, you know, <laughs> and they would have talked. They would have probably talked about that. I, I wasn't listening for a, a, an order, but uh, I know this song like this where you play, like, okay, you do the you do the first, I do, you know what I mean? And you have a yeah, you have an order, yeah. And if you're not playing live off the floor too, you can you know Brian just just noodle like and then pick off the best ones, right? So you'll pick out and say, okay, well let's let's take yeah. that piano lick there, and then we'll put John's bass in here, and you know you can really sort of have fun with that, especially when there is so much space and it's this tempo. You can you can do that yeah. a little bit more easily. So, yeah, for sure. I love that. Do, 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 do. That little bass run that Deke's playing there. If you listen when we listen through again, it's so fucking cool, man. Yeah, for sure. Way high up on the neck. I love it. So now we're getting yeah. into the what you know, what they, it's the bridge, or they call it that erotic interlude, Randy. So are you ready to be eroticized? Are you ready to get uh, you know, get that blood pumping? Yeah. Things are getting a little bit hot over here in Tokyo. They're <laughs> playing it. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. I think, I think I think Brian might have just cast a spell on me or something. <laughs> <laughs> that was that wasn't so much a solo. It was a, a little bit, a little bit of eighties guitar, eighties like arcade game sounds. Yeah. <laughs> it's cool That's to be able awesome. to get that that sound out of a guitar, though, right? Because again, I mean, it, it fucking you would. Put a million dollars on that being a synth the first time you heard it without context, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. But you, you got to admit, it's pretty eight bit. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, that's what they had available, I guess, at the time. But you can yeah. see that com that comparison too, right? That parallel with whole lot of love and within the middle section there. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, where whole lot of love's five thirty three. That's quite a long song, and that section in whole lot of love goes on for a fair bit and of course in the live version of this one they would extend that out and then again you've got the big you know the banks of the famous banks of red and green lights and you get the you get the dry ice up and freddie would just be howling over top of that and the, the lights would flash it's super cool like it's a good live experience you know it's another song that's sort of tailor-made to have a bit of fun with the audience 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a super cool section. Kind of takes it, well, does what a bridge is supposed to do, right? Yeah. Moves the song along. There you go. There you and again, go. And again, just to comment quickly, if, if you know James Hetfield and Lars Ulrich, if you're listening, and I'm pretty sure that you do, that's how you end the song. Just get on with it. <laughs> get the fucking song wrapped up once it's once it's done. Get in, get out, leave them wanting more. That's absolutely the rule, well, man. Speaking of wanting more, let's get this another pass through so that we can sort of make any notes we want to make, and we'll talk about this song a little bit, and then we'll. Uh... We'll do all the things that we usually do on these episodes. Let her rip, Broseph. like something uh, James Brown might have said. Yeah. Get down. Yeah, but James Brown would have uh, got got back up, right? That's the difference. <laughs> well, you know, he'd have tried. He'd done his best. I know. <laughs> As he got older, a little bit harder to get back up. <laughs> <laughs> get down. Get on up. I'm fucking trying. I'm just I'm really old. <laughs> I'm bad knees, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Well, there we go. Yeah, that's... I'm, Another one I've been kind of looking forward to, to doing on the, on the show. Yeah, because... well, I, okay, well, I was just going to say, Kev, I don't think I think we should. Uh, I, rather than discuss it any further, I think we just got to go with this because you know I'd imagine we've got things to say. So I was just wondering, do you think this is a champion, or do you think this one bites the dust? Silly question, Randy. First time hearing for you. And I was like, I gotta ask you too. And I'm I got a sense you're gonna be a dick here and toy with me a little bit, but for you, is this one of the champions or does this one bite the dust? Let's see what the cardinal says. Ooh, oh, let me think here. Ooh. <laughs> we are the champions, my friends. I would have eaten my shit with both hands if you'd downvoted that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I'll let you go first on this one, Randy, because I'm, I'm really curious to get your thoughts on it. Because I talked a lot during the song, because I'm very excited about the song, obviously. But give me your thoughts. <laughs> well, so first of all, I really do quite like the uh, really do quite like the space, like you were saying, uh, and really the whole thing has a bit, sort of a bit of a Zeppelin vibe. I yeah. really dig uh, Brian's guitar tone. Throughout, with honestly the sort of the exception of that, whatever they're calling that solo or whatever that thing is, uh, but it sounds so great. Uh, Deaky plays some really nice stuff, of course. I, so I think they're all just really in top form here. Um, you know, it's I guess you know, and of course this is the first time I've ever, ever heard of it. I, 
initially I thought, oh, they're going to break into double time at the end. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're going to do something. And I, I thought, oh, I was just kind of waiting for it, but it, but it never happened. And I, I don't think it, don't think it needed to happen. So, so good call. And then, so then, so then the, 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 what do they call it? The, the, the middle eight, what do they the, call the, it? The erotic interlude. <laughs> so, I mean, I get that that's all that was new, super new, new technology. And it is kind of, it is kind of cool, but, you know, I don't know. For me, I don't know how, how exactly how well it aged, but I can certainly see, like you're saying, I can certainly see the, the fog lights and, uh, or uh, the, uh, the, the fog and, and the lights and, and, and him doing all those, his weird noodly space guitar and, yeah. and Freddie prancing and preening around stage. I could, I could see that. And if I was there, I would have fucking loved it. Uh, yeah. So I, I just think it's, it just sounds like a really cool stripped down rock and roll tune. Which is, I think, you know, I think often people kind of forget Queen, you know, especially the, especially the, you know, the people who came into Queen in the eighties, you know, yeah, uh, I think maybe it's, it's it's kind of a forgotten sort of uh, a thing. So yeah, that's that's kind of the way I feel about it. But I I dig it, man. And it's sort of it's the epitome of before this album came out, essentially the quote from Freddie, and it's a fairly famous quote in the Queen fandom. He says, "I feel the Queen style of well produced." Or production sort of albums is over. We've done to death multi-tracked harmonies, and for our own sakes and for the public's, we want to go onto a different sort of project. And the next album will be that. That next album was News of the World, and of course, this song is. There are no harmonies on this song. Yeah. It's just Freddie's vocal. Everything. It's like it's an exercise in restraint. And yeah. unusually for a, for a rock song, it's it, you know apart from that piano, which is that sort of central motif that do 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 do. Dun, dun. So the bass and, and, and piano, that's the riff, for want of a better word. And everything else really is filling. You know, the, the, yeah. you see the drums are So that's, you know, fairly unusual. You don't usually write a song that way. So again, it gives it that, it just gives it a, a completely unique feel. And it's funny because I don't, I'm not usually a huge fan of sort of the over-sexualized, you know, fucking alpha male type songs. I don't usually go for those, and especially I think because all the hair bands ruined that. Motley Crue and fucking Poison and all that kind of crap. Um, yeah. But there's something about this one that I've just, I've always loved it sonically. I just love it. Yeah. You know, I think, I think Freddie really, really delivers that, that yeah. sexual, you know, wanting for, for, for lack of a different word. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah. He, he, he fucking means that shit. Oh yeah, absolutely. No, this is not, you know, it's not just someone saying the words like Freddie was kind of into getting, getting his. And as you were saying too, which I think is a quite a really great observation, is is that there is so much space. And you know, even I just think of myself as if, if and when I'm producing things, I'm always like, oh, you know, maybe we should put something there. And so, so to have that restraint, to keep it dialed back, and just keep it as a, a straight up, you know, pop rock tune, uh, brilliant. Well, and you talked about Brian's guitar tone. I think that's the other thing is the tone of everything. Like again, yeah. Rogers, those rototoms just sound so yeah. crisp and so perfectly tuned. Deke's bass yeah. guitar, I mean, fucking hell. I mean, again, you can hear you can hear all of Rogers' drums clearly and plainly, and they yeah. all sound nice. And one well, we we talked about as we were re-listening through, I can't remember which section it is, right in the middle, and maybe I'll I'll pull that fill out and put it in about here. There's a really cool fill that he does where it sounds like he's going to go off on one, but he just plays like a repeated two, two B 
beat yeah phil and it's, just, kind of, yeah. it's so yeah. cool man like you know you because yeah. you could go nuts there and i guess i think roger taylor sometimes maybe a little bit not i suppose i put underrated everyone you know the, the the drummers rate Roger Taylor very highly for good reason, but I think those those little things where it shows his songwriting chops. Now, of course, Freddie might have said, "Hey, Roger, dial that back and just play that first part." You know, just the, the first mm. bit of that soul, do that again. You know, but again, yeah. I think just picking those picking those pieces to slot into wherever you need them is super cool. How do you, do you so? I, I, and that's the way I kind of think this was constructed. And I kind of get your opinion as a producer. It doesn't feel like it would have been. A, I don't know if it would have been rehearsed and then a live. It feels like it's kind of constructed those fills and things they feel a bit more constructed to me but i don't know like as a producer would you would you say that the band could have just played this through and gone yeah great take there we go we're done or would it have gone back and said well actually john let's do your bass run there and brian do that lick here and like what's your sense of that yeah my my thoughts are just i would say that they probably would have they probably would have discussed it i mean because then what would have stopped uh, the the piano lick from going over top of a brian lick or you know what i mean so yeah they either talked about it ahead or or like you said you know maybe it was you know all all overdubbed and they would just pull pull this out pull this bring this one up bring it down like you know mix it uh you know nowadays we would call it editing uh but yeah. you know then they would they would have had to just actually ride the faders up and down uh so you know it's it could have been either way truthfully uh but something tells me that these guys played enough and and th- that they would you know they would they would know and if they're laying it down live they just be a matter of a head nod or a, or whatever right yeah 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 and so yeah hey, listeners people who know these things where well, we don't just let us know like because again i mean actually thinking about it as i'm talking about that as you're talking because they did want to go back to more of a stripped down sound where they weren't overdub and everything it, it would sort of make a little bit of sense if it was played more or less live off the floor right and like you said just really fucking well rehearsed and even you know having some yeah. like you know some a, a cheat sheet in front of you to say on on this bar now it's my turn or like i said just get the kind of the little yeah. look and i know what i'm going to play here so yeah yeah well uh, you know that's, that's another thing too uh i, I don't know if, if people realize but you know I mean, bands will rehearse you know new material like they'll play it for, for months and months and months before they ever go into the studio rehearse it so that it's so that it's you know is as good as it could I think I've talked about this before where I'll, uh, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have recorded a song with my band and then we go, well, we go out and, and we, and we play it and, and then it, it evolves into something else. And then it's like, oh, well, shit, if I'd have, if I'd have had, if I'd have had these 80 gigs yeah, done before, if I'd have played it through 80 times or whatever it is beforehand, and I would have ended up with this, that's the way I would have recorded it, not the way that I originally recorded it. So, I think in a lot of cases, these big bands who have, I mean, this is their, this is their job. They don't have to go to yeah. work and, 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 and pull wrenches or, or, or do whatever, deliver the mail or whatever it is. They've got time to do this. And so, and so they do. So, so who knows? They could, uh, I, it's very, very possible. That's, they could have just did that live off the floor and, you know, maybe fixed a few fuck ups or punched mm-hmm. in a few things, you know? I guess too, the, you know, I'm saying, oh, you know, it sounds like it's a piece together. Queen were a really fucking good band, yeah. And they were they were a good live band. Yeah. They were good, and, and so like you said, I mean, I, I don't think that they always certainly not in the ideas. I don't think that they did record that way. You know, Fred would write and Brian would write, and then they would come in and say, "Well, this is what I want you to play," and blah blah blah. But of course, then like you said, I mean, they're gonna it's they're gonna rehearse it a lot in the studio. But when you're at this level of of these four guys and they they're in tune at this stage of the career, 
it doesn't take long probably before they're just in complete lockstep, before they understand, oh yeah, I know I get what this is, I know where you're going with this, and I, I know what to play here, right? They're going to pick up on that stuff pretty quickly. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. So those are our thoughts on the song. But we've got to decide how we think our listeners will vote on this on the Twitter poll, Randy. Um, it's my turn to go first, I think, eh? Mm-hmm, I think it is, yeah. Okay, look, this is news of the world. Um, I don't really think there's going to be much dissension on this one. I'm going to go high on this one, Randy. I'm going to go 92% champion to 8% bites the dust. That's, I, I'm, that's how confident I am in this song. Where wow. do you think this was going to land? Yes. Yeah. I'm going to give you a tip. It's not going to be 50-50. <laughs> Had I gone first, I was going to go 90. So that's... Um, so basically, I was kind of going to choose if I should go over or under you. Okay, I'm going to go... I'll go 85. I'll that. Okay. You think there'll be just enough people who might think, eh, I don't like the middle section, or it's a bit... Yeah. Might be a few people who's who just, you know, it just doesn't doesn't spin their donut, right? Doesn't what? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck are we talking about? Doesn't spin their donut. Who doesn't spin their donut? Come on. (laughs) I hope that's not a euphemism for something awful. (laughs) Oh, there he goes, Randy Woods, always spinning his donut. (laughs) Oh, Oh, dear me. Did we just fucking record a podcast, Kev? We just recorded a podcast. Um, oh, that's my I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something here that I haven't I haven't done in a while, Randy. Oh, I'm gonna ask Mr. Woods an emergency question. Oh no! So while you're out in Tokyo, um, I thought I thought you know we'll give you a bit of levity. You know, it's the end of the day there. You're ready for bed pretty soon here, and you know maybe after listening to this, you'll be inspired to you know, I don't know, maybe drink a beer. <laughs> I was gonna say like make lots of, but like oh no, it's Randy and die. I don't want to think about that. <laughs> They're my friends. I don't want. <laughs> um, so here's your question for this week, and it's not a, it's not a, it's not a gross one. It's not a weird one. Do you? Because this is a question that maybe will reveal something that I don't know about you. Do you have any? Un, do you have any unusual phobias? Oh, well, I don't know. Pro- yeah, probably. Do I want to disclose them? I don't. <laughs> well, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one. Maybe you don't know. I, I I hate elevators. Really? I don't like I elevators. Didn't, I didn't know that. Is it this sort of the confined kind of? Just yeah, and 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 the possibility that it might stop and get fucking stuck in that fucker <laughs> drives me. The thought of it, I don't like it. And uh, I think I I think I mentioned before we were on the twenty eighth floor of our previous hotel, so I wrote a lot of elevators. Yeah. Yeah, because if you're on the third or fourth floor, you you can take the stairs there. That's not a big deal. But 28? Exactly. Yeah, right in the elevator. Old Randy Woods, he's he's not going to make it up to 28. He's going to need a break at about 17 and maybe like 23 or so, you know? Bit of a sit down. Yeah. It'll take an afternoon. What about you, Kev? I don't, well, not, I'm fucking terrified of spiders and moths. Like, I just can't deal with those two awful little things but i mean the, the the one that surprises people i think most it's not really a phobia but it's an intense dislike of strawberries i, I know, despise I know. them i can't stand the smell the taste the texture the 
everything about them. I can't I can't stand the, the look of them. I can't stand anything about strawberries. I hate them. They yeah. are the devil's nipples, and they need to fuck as far off as they possibly can. You are a fucking strange duck. I'll give you that. <laughs> you are a sad, strange little man, and you have my pity. Farewell. <laughs> it's really, that's like, well, that and and you don't like steak, so. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I don't eat steak. Yeah, you're fucking weird, man. Steak's, steak's fucking boring. It's the most boring of the meats. Oh man, the, the just, Japanese tin houses here, dude. Yeah, looks fucking standing, so good. Is that like they have I that mean, Kobe beef over there? Is that? Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's really, it's really good. What is Kobe beef? What, what's the? It's just extra fattened cows, oh. basically. More marbling in the meat. Really, that's all it is too. Oh, so what we're saying then is actually what we like is fat, not steak. You just well, like fat. I mean. It's yeah. Well, it's part. It's a big part of it. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like pepperoni? Eh, take a leave it. I don't, okay, well, I mean, I'm you like salami. Do you eh. like you know? Take a leave it. <laughs> what, how, why don't you just? Why don't you go veg, veg then? Why don't you go veg if you don't like any meat? I I do like meat. Red meat. I'm not. I just don't eat enough red meat. And honestly, with I'd be completely honest. Like if the doc said to me tomorrow, "Hey, you know what? You're gonna have to cut meat out of your diet completely." I'd be like, "Yeah, okay, I could deal with that." I'll be okay. Yeah. Well, hope, hopefully for your sake that doesn't happen. I mean, look, in terms of part pizza, I mean, I love pizza, and there's no, there's no such thing really as bad pizza, other than the Germans put potato and sweet corn on it for some fucking reason. That's not, you know, potatoes in one pizza. That's weird. Um. Uh, so, so what what protein do you put on your pizza when you order it? Well, I like cheese. Okay, and then, um, like. And, well, I mean, okay, look, my my favorite pizza is still a margarita. Classic. Cheese, yeah. basil, tomato sauce, that's all you need. And when it's cooked really, really well in a, you know, a, a fired oven and it's done quickly and there's a little bit of crunch on the crust, you can't top that as far as I'm concerned. It's I, the best pizza you can I agree. Have. I agree, yeah. So I just I don't, think that, that. I don't think the pizza needs meat. It's okay when it's on there, I just, but I don't like it. We have a, a, a place in town here called Venice House. And to me, their pizza is the worst pizza in the world. And a lot of people love it because it's just, it's like, it's an inch thick and it's mainly an inch of meat, layered meat. And it's just, like, you're never going to shit. You're going to be, you're going to be backed up for fucking three weeks from eating that shit. It's fucking awful. Well, dude, then you got to try Vern's. It's the same thing, except it's three inches of meat. Yeah. I t- you ever heard of Vern's? Yeah, I have. It's fucking awful. Dreadful. And yeah, always you know, yeah. voted best pizza in Saskatoon. Yeah, I was voted best pizza in Saskatoon once because you paid a magazine to fucking call it the best pizza. So don't, don't fucking sit there telling me it's the best pizza in Saskatoon when it definitely isn't. You fuckers. Uh, one, time, one time after a rehearsal, I was driving my car home and I stopped at the Burns Pizza and I bought the single slice in the rotating <laughs> thing about, about half an hour before they closed. Uh, and I don't know. I don't know, maybe two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Things happened that I would rather not discuss in detail. That uh, slice so has probably been in there <laughs> rotating for about two and a half hours. <laughs> so I don't know if I've eaten there again. Well, that was twenty years ago. So, <laughs> well, I shan't. I shan't name them. But uh, a friend of a friend of mine used to work. I'm pretty sure it was Burns. I'm not, or it might have been. Ah, uh, it might have been Domino's. But they used to work at a pizza store, and when they would get all pissed up with their friends on the weekend they'd all pile in there because they had the keys they'd all pile in and make <laughs> so sometimes you'd, you'd, they'd stack it so high it'd barely go through the the oven 
It was like top, oh, top, yeah. there's so much on there. So yeah. I just nice. don't, have, I don't have the same constitu- uh, constituency for meat anymore, Andy. Get off my back about it, you know. You fucking sit there eating your Kobe beef in Japan with all this fucking fat on it and pepperoni. Pepperoni on steak, I'll bet you'll be having, yeah. I think we told the story on the pod before where you mistakenly called me and you ordered a pizza from me. (laughs) And it didn't arrive. You didn't make it for me, you jackass. Oh, that is so fucking awesome. I had forgotten about that until we talked about it a few years later. That was uh, so great. It made me laugh. Episode 67 is in the bag, and holy hell is the time flying by. Must mean we're having fun, right? Uh, This week we've learned that some monks have cell phones, Multifarious is not a Disney villain, and that Randy didn't buy tickets for Tay-Tay or Brian May-May while he was in Tokyo. And if I were to title this episode, I'd probably call it I'm Turning Japanese, or, or possibly, well, anything other than that, because it's hugely problematic. Look, we really appreciate you talking to us uh, on social media, so go check us out on Facebook and Blue Sky at Seaside Pod Review, and on Twitter at Queen Seaside. Come join our Discord server too. We're going to be posting some extra stuff in there, I think, soon. We'll be back next week to talk about another song from this highly sensational, highly adorable rock and roll four-piece. Why can't we get along? I don't care who you voted for. We are all in this together. I know you think that I'm wrong, but our differences are much smaller than they make it out to.